If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dead Podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time to tune in. I really do appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, I hope that as you're listening to this, whenever that happens to be and wherever you happen to be at, that you are safe and healthy and everyone in your world is safe and healthy as well. I'm going to just do my quick little thing about COVID uh, before we get into this episode, but we're starting to move in the right direction, guys, and the vaccines are pretty widely available. Please, please. If you have not been vaccinated, get your vaccine as soon as you can. Encourage others to do the same thing. It's the best way that we can protect ourselves and our loved ones and everyone around us. So please go get your vaccine. I'm fully vaccinated. Gavin's fully vaccinated. The other two boys will be as soon as the, uh, I think it's the Pfizer is going to be approved for ages 12 to 15. And they fit into that age bracket. So we'll be we'll be in line to get that done as soon as we can as well. So uh, take care of yourselves. And uh, again, thank you for stopping by. My guest today is Caleb Frankel. He's the COO and co-founder of a financial technology and gifting platform called Early Bird. We'll get into what Early Bird is and, and how they work and all that stuff after the break. But the reason that I'm doing this episode is because one of the things that parents in my position, especially these parents, even single parents, or even married couples who have kids, financial planning for our kids' future is very difficult in a lot of situations. And for special needs families in particular, it can feel like it's inaccessible. And what Early Bird has done is they have created a way for anyone to save for their child's future. It doesn't have to be for college. It can be for anything. Um, A little bit at a time, $10, $15 a month, 
you know, from a very early age um, and he'll go through all the compound interest, all the investment side of things, whatever, but it's just an app and you can encourage communal gift giving. So, you know, family members can contribute to the account. And the whole idea is that when your child becomes of age, they have a nest egg that they can do whatever they want with in the area, especially when he's parenting, you know, planning for a child's future doesn't always mean college. Uh, it could mean independent living. It could mean covering services after they turn 18. It could be any number of things, right? So the idea of, of saving for your child's future that is kind of uniquely their own, their own dream, their own wishes, their own wants and desires, whatever, is something that's really, really cool. And the way they do it is really pretty amazing. It's incredibly affordable. It's very affordable. And I, I think that it can help a lot of, of people out. So I'm, I'm going to be doing the same thing with my kids now that that uh, I'm aware of this. And I hope you guys can take something away from this episode and maybe feel a little bit better about planning for your child's future. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're back. And my guest today is Caleb Frankel. He's a COO and co-founder of a company called Early Bird. They are a financial technology and gifting platform. One of the things that that I've, I've spoken to them before, and one of the things that I, I really, really like about what they do is that they're making it accessible to everyday people. For those of you out there who are special needs parents, you understand just how difficult it can be to try and navigate things like this when you are living paycheck to paycheck or you have all of the added expenses and challenges that go along with, with raising special needs kids. And I, and I think that this is something that really could help you to build a better future for your kid, help you sleep better at night, which I know all about that because I worry about this stuff all the time. Caleb, thank you very much for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate of course. it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Could you, I guess, tell us a little bit about Early Bird and how did it get started? Like, what, what do you guys do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Early Bird is uh, empowering, in, in its most simplest sense, Early Bird is empowering parents, family, and friends to collectively invest in the financial future of a child starting at the earliest age. Uh, I think the easiest way to sort of think about what we're doing and, and the movement that's going on around us in finance and financial services and now in financial technology or fintech is to look at how we've sort of gotten to the place that we're at today. Uh, and that sort of culminated in the idea for Early Bird and uh, really a lot of the pillars and values that make up our community and, and our company. Um, so as I was mentioning to you in break, over break, uh, sort of the historical trajectory of finances is a lack of, unfortunately, accessibility in a lot of communities that are underserved and underbanked. Uh, we look at the populations today uh, as a whole and financial literacy as is truly at an all-time low. Um, obviously, there are interesting companies trying to make a difference. There's fintech as an industry trying to create more accessibility. But uh, for the longest time, finance accessibility to the stock market, bank accounts, uh, loans, have been available to those who have and those who have wealth or uh, familiarity and understand the lingo. And more recently, there has been a movement for, from the industry of, of fintech as a whole to create more accessibility to younger generations and those with potentially less uh, household or expendable income to start to activate and bring the economy forward as a whole. So you look at the what's called the robo-advising movement, uh, companies like Acorns or Wealthfront or Betterment uh, or Stash 
uh, or pu- now public.com is another big one or Robinhood uh, is probably one that, that many of us are familiar with. Uh, they have made, they've democratized uh, getting involved in the stock market for the everyday person, whether that's somebody who wants to be extremely active and start trading, or whether that's somebody who wants to be a passive investor and start setting themselves up with a uh, Roth IRA or a 401k uh, for their long-term and, and retirement. Um, but when my co-founder Jordan Wexler and I looked at the market and looked at our position as loving uncles and godparents uh, to newborn children, we saw an incredible opportunity and a gap in the market that was not focused and there was a lack of focus on bringing financial literacy, financial empowerment, and financial freedom to the next generation. Why are we starting at 18 years old when there is so much that a child or a young adult has already experienced? And how can we as a community impact children as early as humanly possible uh, and create that familiarity, create that accessibility, create that confidence that they can and will thrive and succeed with everything relating to finances, investing, and money? And so when we looked at that, that, that robo-advising community, no one was focused on generational wealth. And no one was focused on this concept of galvanizing one's community around the child. We all have someone in our life, especially a young one, that we want to connect with, that we want to remain connected with, and that we want to show our affection and love for, whether that's a child of our own or someone close in our lives' child. And there was just something inherently missing in the process of whether it's gift giving or social connection that facilitated an easy, repeatable process to be a part of a child's nest. And uh, that was sort of the, the inspiration behind early bird. How does, how does early bird work? Like for people out there listening right now, like, is it, is it like a bank account? Is it like, how, how does it work? Is it something that's super complicated or can they do it from their phone? Kind yeah. of thing. So today is a uh, today early bird is a mobile app um, that either a parent or anyone that has a child in their life can download. Uh, today we're available on uh, the app store soon to be Google Play within the next couple of weeks, and within a couple of minutes uh, we are the simplest way for a parent to launch what's called a custodial investment account. Uh, which is essentially a brokerage account for a child that has the relationship of a parent as a custodian and the child as a beneficiary any age after they have a social security number, which is typically eight weeks after birth. Uh, And you can start that process of investing. And so a parent is onboarded with uh, about five basic investor profile questions ranging from what's your investing experience to how, when do you plan on taking out the funds? What is your goal for this account? What is your household annual income? And then early bird as a registered investment advisor uh, or an RIA uh, recommend one of five fixed portfolios based on your answers to those questions, ranging from conservative, uh, a conservative model to a aggressive model, which many children are because of the time horizon they have to let those funds sit and accrue in the stock market. Uh, You can be a little bit more aggressive with those. Uh, And then on top of that, parents and the child or parents by themselves can customize up to 5% of that portfolio towards um, socially responsible investment themes like women who lead or the future is robotics or clean water for everyone, which are a collection of companies under uh, an ETF that align to those values. So not only are you investing in your child's future, you are investing in values and beliefs that align to the future you want your child to live in as well. So within a matter of minutes, 
And without having to, to truly talk to, to someone, which is what robo-advising has done is make it as easy as on your phone, downloading an app and in a couple taps, have an investment account, you can start your child off on their investment journey. And with just about 20 to $30 a month, not much, just a, a, you know, a, a recurring ongoing behavioral contribution, um, by the time they're 18 with compound interest and that consistency, if started at birth, you're looking at about twenty to thirty thousand dollars that can be that nest egg for the child to uh, launch their financial future. But really, what really makes Early Bird unique, and as I've mentioned, is this concept of community and bringing uh, those other loved ones in that child's life in as part of that process. Whether that be on special occasions for birthdays or holidays, or just because and they want to be a part and remain connected, uh, anyone can contribute to that same uh, nest egg. Uh, or we call Nest um, for for that child, and all of this is done through the mobile app itself and, and stored right in your fingertips and in your pocket. One of the thing, and I, and I mentioned this earlier, one of the things that that I have experienced just as a as a like a single dad to three kids is trying to plan for their future, right? Like saving for college, whether it's college or maybe they want to travel a country or maybe they want to go to culinary school or like whatever it is that, that they want to do, or maybe they need help with uh, independent living, you know, or services or whatever, when, when you're in a special needs community, like saving for your child's future doesn't always mean college. It doesn't always mean sort of the traditional things. And a lot of times it's services and maybe funding for independent living, you know, or AIDS or assistance or a service dog or, you know, whatever, whatever that need might be. The point is that it's, it's overwhelming and it often feels like it's insurmountable to achieve that when you're struggling every day. But if you're, if you have access to something that lets you put away, I mean, 20 or $30 a month, like you said, and I, and I, and I fully am aware that that can be a lot of money for a lot of people, especially after COVID and everything. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But I think that for most people, I don't know that they realize they can have this big of an impact on their child's future with that small of an investment. Right. Yeah. It's all about time. It's, it's playing into time because you don't know what the future will unfold. You don't know how your child, especially with special needs and what either new challenges or new opportunities may arise for you and your child uh, that you want to empower them to, to have um, the freedom to dream and achieve their biggest dreams. Uh, and starting early is, is the biggest thing and, and and keeping a consistent behavior. It is not about how much you're investing. It's not about being able to put away a hundred dollars here or a thousand dollars on a birthday. What's more impactful is the consistency over a long period of time. Um, teaching your child about finances over the course of that process. And then, and then engaging your community to be, to encourage them uh, to be a part of that process as well for everyone to really leave a legacy for that child and responsibility about um, uh, what they, again, empowering them to achieve what they dream of. As we're sitting here talking about this and we talked about this earlier, like we, we, as you're saying things, like I get all these ideas in my head and, and I'm sitting here thinking, I do that. I do that sometimes. Uh, yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking that, I mean, my kids are older, but yeah. I'm going to set this up. Well, it'd be for my two youngest cause my oldest is already 21, but mm-hmm. my two youngest, even if it's only a couple of years before they're 18 or whatever the age is where that yeah. it transitions over, that's so much farther ahead than what 
than most of us. Yeah. Than, than men, the, yeah. I mean, starting at six, uh, Warren Buffett mm-hmm. started investing at the age of 11. And I'm not saying that we're all going to become Warren Buffett, but there is something to this awareness and this responsibility. There's this daunting nature that finance has or that investing has, and we don't do it because no one's ever approached it. No one's ever brought it to our attention. No one's ever said that it is easy. It has been, it has been marketed as, as this unattainable only for a cer- certain echelon of people. Like the elite. It's not yeah, like it's, the elite yeah. and it's not. And, it, and that is a habit that has to change well before adulthood right? We have to have that exposure before we have truly felt the anguish and fear of debt, before we have felt the, um, or as part of experiencing what it means to actually earn capital uh, uh, from a job. This concept of saving uh, before spending, and like, there's a lot of companies out there that are focused on teaching our kids to be consumers and marketing to them as, as, you know, Hey parents, give your kids a debit card or, or let's teach your kids to spend. So they have some freedom to, to choose to spend. But the question is, why are we teaching them to spend before we teach them the power uh, that compound interest has and saving? Exactly. We're sitting here talking and I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking like my two, well, they say they don't want to go to college, but I'm going to heavily encourage that, you know, because I think it's important. Absolutely. But yeah. If I could see my, my, my 15 year old Elliot, he's huge into art and photography he actually just got recognized by one plus, uh, the phone company and was featured on their blog and, uh, had his, his, uh, his artwork published and his photography published. I mean, it's really cool experience. And I could see him wanting to have a gap year and maybe travel the country taking pictures, right. And experiencing all these things to help him decide what he wants to do with his life. And he could use something like this, you know, whatever, whatever I can, create, you know, by the time he's 18 or whatever, like he could use that as, is a means of funding that trip. Yep. Fueling, uh, his fueling his future, yeah. uh, holistically and not just specific for education. And, yeah. and so there's, I, I do want to clarify and, and inform the audience that that might not be aware and those that are just sort of the two different types of primary accounts that exist for the purposes of saving for a child's future. And there's really three, but I'll break them down. The two primary at the earliest possible age are a 529 college savings plan, which is explicitly for educational approved educational expenses and predominantly has been marketed to parents as a vehicle and a tax uh, advantaged vehicle to save for your child to go to college. It is a safety net for you and or your family to contribute to your child's financial future. Early bird, uh, leverages a vehicle called an UGMA or Uniform Gift for Minors Act custodial investment account. Does not have the same tax advantages of a 529 college saving plan, but it does provide you exactly what you talked about, Rob, of this, the world is your oyster and you have the ability to use these funds for your first apartment or a car that you dreamed of or your wedding or whatever it might be. It belongs to that child. There's this sense of ownership that it, that it that and responsibility tied to it that it 529 college savings plan could never provide. That is much more a vehicle for the parent to put your child through college. And who knows where college will be in 18 years, in five years, and what the costs will look like and what vehicles, what other vehicles will exist. And early bird's intent is to be that holistic, include both the 529 and a UGMA or custodial investment account as a holistic platform for saving for a child's future, contributing to a child's future. And then the last vehicle that exists more, I'd say actually for, and that might be more appropriate potentially for some of your, for your older children, especially as they look to employment and, and earning their own money uh, would be a custodial uh, 
Roth IRA, which allows them to put tax deferred dollars towards retirement before the age of 18. Uh, that would be, again, another option for, I'd say, those that are starting to join the workforce at like that 15 to, to 18 year old time frame. I guess one of the things that I, I think is really important to just make sure that people understand is when you're saving for college, you're saving for a purpose, like a singular purpose, right? When you're doing something like this, you're saving for your child's future, whatever that future might be, right? It's not, it's not predetermined. So maybe, maybe it's college. Maybe it's like you said, a car or a wedding or, uh, an apartment or a trip or, you know, whatever it is that makes them happy, something that they have wanted that they, they can decide to do with, right? It's, it's sort of their, their baby to do with whatever. Or that, or that you as a family and the circumstances that, that arise over the course of that time that are not necessarily education related. Yeah. So yeah, that flexibility. Absolutely. To, absolutely. To sort of adapt it to what your needs are. Yeah. Th- that's critical to our belief. So part of early birds core values, we have three core pillars, financial literacy, financial empowerment, and financial freedom. Financial literacy is starting at the earliest age an awareness of this concept of money, an awareness of saving, and then whatever the dialogue is, it doesn't have to be the right answers. It just has to remove the faux pas of the conversation of talking about money, whether that's how little we have, how much we have, mistakes I've made, successes we have, how I think about uh, the difference between investing and earning. We want to open up that dialogue at the earliest age, as opposed to bringing up children where that is not a dinner table conversation as, as many of us have been raised to and, and taught that it is. Um, so that's the financial literacy side is talking about it. The next is, and I think is really critical to the type of vehicle that we've chosen here at Early Bird to at least start with, which is a custodial account, is financial empowerment. It is empowering to know that people are contributing to a future that I don't even know exists yet, or that maybe I don't even believe I can have. It is, imp- that is the, that's the, the, you know, some of my story is not necessarily a, at all, a, hopefully not a sob story, but I grew up from divo- with divorced parents moving from home to home. I didn't have a core place, a core nest of love and harmony, which many of us don't have. It is oftentimes for those of us that are even lucky, it is the nest around us. It's grandparents, it's aunts and uncles, it's neighbors, it's church, it's synagogue, it's our broader community that lifts us up and shows us support and believes in us that gives us the empowerment to dream big and achieve things. Early bird is connecting that with contributions, gifting and video memories to show the child at an early age and their forward that they can't, that there are people that are there for them, that uh, there are people that have invested emotionally and financially in their future and that it is theirs for the taking and that it is theirs to choose and mold what they want to become. And then financial freedom is actually the execution and culmination of financial literacy and financial empowerment. Without both of those, we cannot have a financially free community. And I think that is especially true for those in the special needs community. There's a real lack of attention in this space and a real lack of uh, there's a clear need. There's a clear demand and, and community that needs this support and very few companies helping to create mechanisms or, or uh, marketing to or empowering those communities as well. Well, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you because I've mentioned this to you before. Like, I think I, I, like I've been approached by financial planners, right? My air quotes, mm-hmm. you guys can't see that, but they're quotes. <laughs> and it's almost like Sort of like buying a used car, right? It felt very pressured. It felt, it felt like they didn't understand 
my situation. And the only way that I, I could succeed with what they were doing was, was to produce things that I just, it just weren't possible for me to produce. And so it seemed like a, a dead mm-hmm. end. It's like, what's the point? And then you get kind of demoralized and you start thinking like, oh man. It's like, overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. And it's, it is, it's demoralizing. And, and one of the reasons that I, I liked you guys was that, A, the approach isn't like that. B, it's accessible. And uh, C, it allows for you to plan for your child's future regardless of what their future is. Like it's not just planning for college. It's not just planning for this or that. It's whatever might evolve or whatever might unfold as your kids get older. Their needs might change. Their needs might get, uh, they might have different dreams or different uh, things that they want to do with their life. And it's not sort of set in stone. There's not really restrictions. It's, it's. Yeah. Or a clear or one or a one size fits all outcome for everyone uh, and then run right way. I think the important thing to think about when, when you're considering technology or just solutions in general, whether it's a service or technology, is this a tool that is helping me to achieve a task or an outcome? There are many users on the early bird platform that see good amount of value in the financial aspect, but what they truly love and we haven't really talked about is this concept of video memories. When you send a gift or when you make a contribution, that giver or contributor is encouraged to record a video memory. And so this, it serves as a time camp capsule to timestamp the growth of that child and the lifespan of that child in one simple interface, along with uh, the financial contributions. So some people are seeing it as a tool and a mechanism more so heavily weighted there and the value there, while others are saying uh, the simplicity of getting my child investing and letting them know that we have this nest egg for them is incredible. I love that. Even if it's, you know, a $3,000, like they're two years old now, if I keep putting away $15 a month for uh, till they're 18, I'll have an incredible graduation present from high school and that, that I will feel really good about. Um, uh, or even if it's just a one-time contribution that you want to make, there's so many different ways that users are leveraging the tool. And it is so, there's not a requirement per se. In fact, it's free to get started uh, for anyone um, that just wants to sort of test it out uh, across the board. So how does it work? Like if, well, I have Android, so I have to wait until a couple weeks, a couple yep. weeks. Yeah. But for the rest of the world, who's using iPhones, they just download the app. They sign up for an account. Is it like a subscription based thing? Is it based on yeah. how did, how does that yeah, so um, we are a subscription model, uh, but that does we have sort of a freemium approach where a giver, uh, meaning a, a family or friend, can download the app for free. A parent can download the app for free, set up an account for their child. Um, so the subscription fee actually for parents does not kick in until they reach $200 uh, in their child's account mm-hmm. uh, whole, uh, as a whole. So if you have multiple kids with $100 each, um, that would be that $200 threshold. And then that $3 a month kicks uh, in. There is an additional dollar per month for each child, just just, uh, per uh, per month for each additional child to manage that. That includes gifting, uh, receiving gifts, the automatically managed um, investment portfolio, all of the memories and any of the upcoming features and and build outs that we'll have over time. Um, And then yeah, that's about, that's the only cost to parents. There is a gift processing fee to those that are contributing similar to like uh, a little gift or, tax. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, we present it and are very uh, transparent about our pricing across the board. So you'll see it every step of the way. Yeah, that's the, that's the general pricing model. So let's just say the average, just to kind of simplify it, like the average family, they have two kids. 
right? Yep. And, and things are tight, but they want to get into this. Is it, you're basically talking a couple dollars a month, $4 a month too, for, if you could look at it as $2 uh, per child. Yeah. Yep. So It'd that's not even once they reach the, once they reach that. And frankly, when you look at if, if some of these larger banks were marketing to this demographic, the co- if you just left $200 in the account with a th- and didn't invest anymore, it's definitely advantageous to continue investing and continue that repeat behavior over a long period of time. Paying $3 a month for a $200 account at just $200 gets expensive. And you can honestly, and frankly, do better than early bird if your intent is to just put $200 and no longer invest after that. So the goal would be that you are paying for continued investment, gifts receiving, storing of memories, and the continued value that we are delivering beyond uh, simply letting a check of $200 or $200 value sit there, sit sit in a savings account. Like I I would recommend a savings account if we're just looking at a one-time contribution of of that dollar value. What has the response been? Phenomenal. It has been really, really great. Uh, Especially we are, we launched the app in, um, we launched the company in November of 2019, we launched our app to parents in a, what what we call a closed beta test to our first hundred parents to really understand if we were truly delivering value. And uh, did we have our algorithms right in terms of recommending a portfolio? Was the experience uh, clear, somewhat confusing? So we did about a a, a three month closed beta in August of 2020. And then we launched to their family and friends in the broader community on the app store right before uh, the winter holidays and Christmas of 2020. Uh, so we've now been live for about four months. We've got over 3000 users all grown organically, um, growing every single day. And uh, really we're seeing a ton of excitement from parents. One of the stories that touched me the most was somebody reached out to our support email and asked if they could set up an account for uh, a child that was not their own. And, and their story was, Uh, One of their, this this gentleman, his uh, very dear friend from college had passed away in a car accident, uh, leaving the, his child, um, that man's child without a father and and the mother uh, single and as a widow to take care of that child. And the friend group as a whole wanted an investment vehicle to help save for and invest in that child, to let them know that there were people out there that still cared about them and that their, their father was a great man. And they were committed to leaving memories every year and that early bird would be that center point to store those memories. And that's that contribution to, to fuel that, that daughter's, his daughter's dreams. So we're seeing a lot of really interesting use cases there. We're also seeing a lot uh, that I think would be relevant to, to those, those of us that have struggled a bit during the pandemic and before and, and possibly after and have never been approached or never really thought that investing was accessible to them. We've got dozens of people who work hourly jobs, have, don't have a brokerage account for themselves, but have opened up with hopes to create a better future for their child. Uh, early bird accounts to start investing in their child's financial future and to empower their community to contribute to that as well, to that goal as well. Uh, and the pride and the video memories that we see of a father coming home and contributing a hundred dollar investment just because he wants to tell his daughter that he loves her. That's a one-time investment, but on the side, also having a $15 recurring investment is so empowering to him and his four month old over the course of time. So the excitement that we're seeing around this is is pretty phenomenal. And uh, we have a really, really bright future ahead of us as well. Uh, and as do obviously the kids that are benefiting from this. So as the people are listening to this, what is the one takeaway 
you would want them to walk away from this conversation with? That's a great question. I think that there are tools that are approachable. There is a community that cares about your child and together leveraging the tools that are being created and technology that is accessible to you. Um, and we need to do a better job of creating that accessibility and that awareness, which is why uh, one of the reasons I'm on here with you, Rob, is to sort of uh, reach out and, and inform, right, and engage with communities that are underserved and underbanked. Anything is possible if those around you share their love and can communicate with you and uh, invest emotionally in your in uh, in your future. And I think Early Bird creates that makes it easy to set up and really leaves uh, an impactful legacy uh, that that child can latch onto as they become adults. Now we're, we're recording this. Uh, it's the 21st of April uh, and, and a couple of weeks away from the Android app. Can people do it? Can they access this from like a laptop or a computer or something like that? So to, today we are purely uh, iOS or Apple okay. uh, oriented. So it is just on the iOS app. We are building out Android, which is a couple weeks away. Um, if you do, there is a chat bot on our website. And if you message that chat bot, we will add you to our waiting list if you are an Android user. So you can reach out there. Okay. Um, and then over the next, I'd say six to 12 months, we should have a, a web oriented uh, gift. Or sorry, interface. Yeah. 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 So basically you make it as convenient as possible because it's app-based, which I think everything should probably be app-based at this point in time. Yep. And so like grandparents can download the app and they just enter. Yeah. Enter their first name, last name, email, set up an account, select your phone. We present their contacts, which they would quickly search for your name or the mm -hmm. parent's name. Uh, select that parent. They'd see the child that you already created and could contribute. One of the new features we'll be adding is not only can they contribute one time, but even recurring and set up an, a recurring investment that's, that's to cool. contribute on an ongoing basis as well. And like, I know I will do, would do that for at least three to five kids in my life that are not my own. That's, that's really cool. Um, how can people find you? Get earlybird.io. Again, get earlybird.io. We are in the app store. If you just search early bird, it's early bird invest gift grow. You can reach me at, as well. If there's any specific questions, I'm happy to field personal. We're small enough where, uh, and even hopefully as we get large enough, I'll still have uh, the bandwidth to uh, bring on and field questions as well as I love to be in touch with users or prospective users that maybe aren't identifying with the challenge or the way in which we're positioning uh, the solution to them. So reach me at Caleb at earlybird.io, but yeah, download the app. And I'm sure there will be uh, some giveaways and incentives along the way with, with Rob as well as he introduces this further to the community. I will put all of that information in the show notes below so you guys don't have to actually uh, remember that because I, it just works better when people can click, right? So <laughs> I'll have all that stuff there. And anything else that you uh, think would be helpful, I can include it in the show notes uh, and blog posts so that people can reference that as well. I, I just want to say as a parent in the special needs community, I really appreciate the education for one thing and the fact that, yeah. that you're, you're making something accessible to me that I thought was inaccessible for all this time. Like if I had known, like if early bird had existed 10 years ago, like things would be so different for me right now. <laughs> like it, it's, it's, it's something that I would have, I would have jumped at immediately because it was accessible. Yeah. I would have believed in myself. I would have felt like it's something that I can do for my kids and 
and it's a very positive thing. So I, just as a dad, I, I want to say thank you uh, for that. I appreciate that, Rob. Thank you. You're very welcome. And then I don't know what day it is. It's 21st. Yeah, it's, it's my 21st. wife's birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday. Yes. Uh, it's Wednesday. So yeah, have a great rest of the week. Uh, stay safe and we'll be in touch. Thanks. All right, man. Take care. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. Yep. Bye. Bye. Before uh, we close things out today, I wanted to say a couple of things. One, it's a correction to the pricing. Early Bird has updated their pricing since we recorded the episode, and everything is the same with the exception of it's $1 per month per child once the balance is over $200 in, in the account. So it's $1 per month per child instead of $3 per month. So it's cheaper. It's like if you have one kid, it's 12 bucks a, a year. So that's that's a really good deal for everything that you can do. So there's that. Secondly, I just want to thank Caleb for taking the time to come on the show and talking to us about Early Bird and helping us to understand that financial planning and you know building nest eggs for our kids and planning for their future and supporting their dreams is something that is accessible to all of us. So thank you very much, uh, Caleb, for taking the time to come on the show. You guys can find Early Bird at getearlybird.io. Just click the link in the show notes below and that'll take you directly there. You guys can find me at theautismdad.com. All my social links are at the top of the page. You can subscribe to this podcast and any one of your favorite podcasting apps. I appreciate that. And if you haven't done so, please give it a rating. I would really uh, appreciate that. Outside of that, you guys have a great weekend. I really appreciate your time. Stay safe and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strengthened connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U.com, and be sure to use the code theautismdata at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.